yeah, we have a very narrow niche. It's Midwestern How I Met Your Mother fanatics who liked the finale and also don't care about our swearing. Oh, so we actually do have all 11 possible listeners. Suit up! Damn it, Marshall! New is always better. Challenge accepted. I'm not the blitz! You want a hit of this sandwich? Damn, maybe be cool. Can we go camping? Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's re-return. This week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 15, Game Night. Woo! I'm Erin. And I'm Lear. And we are two How I Met Your Mother super fans who are basically running the series, and we are very excited to be here. I know I am. (laughs) Yay! So I'm so excited about this episode because it's our namesake episode. This is the episode where we get to talk about the re-return. Why didn't we dick off for six months and come back with this episode instead of zip, zip, zip? Um, because we weren't dicking off. I guess we weren't, were we? <laughs> no, we were okay. not. Anyway. <laughs> it's our namesake episode. I feel like we should get a I'm cake. I'm so excited. <laughs> is there an insomnia cookie around you that, that I can order delivery no, for? No, I think the closest one is Brooklyn. I feel like if you paid them enough money, they would deliver upstate. Probably. It... It just, like, would be so much money. I'm okay with that. Okay, well, I will be expecting some cookies around 11 p.m. <laughs> I think I can handle that. That is a joke. I, I've already decided not to, so. Premise of this episode, just so we're all caught up, Ted wants to officially introduce Victoria to all of his friends. Um, so Marshall proposes game night. I love it. I love Marshall and his games. Because this is obviously the the episode where we are introduced to the concept of Marshall winning everything. Everything. So we also have like a sideline of humiliating stories. But really what this episode is about is Barney's origin story. Which is pretty great. And we will get to that. He's basically Darth Vader. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. So obviously it is a running joke that Marshall is good at games. He wins all the games from... Yahtzee to poker to whatever Chinese game Barney plays at the casino in... Jing Haizhou Yes. Is that actually what I, it's called or did you just make I that up? I believe so. I may not have pronounced everything correctly, but yes, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Since we are fans of getting ahead of ourselves, yeah, let's. Marshall is very good at games and wins everything except for once oh what doesn't he win i don't remember don't you remember in the future (gasps) the uh uh uh, the front porch if ted would have ended up with karen (laughs) they were what were they playing bridge because oh none of them knew how to play bridge play bridge they're gonna take a class (laughs) it's the okay so the future where Ted ends up with Karen is basically the darkest timeline and Karen wins bridge and Marshall is just like, I don't like that. I do not like that scenario. Oh, wait, no, no, no. He, he, that's, oh my God. I feel like an idiot. He didn't lose when he ended up with Karen. Marshall lost when he ended up with Robin. Wait, what? With Karen, Lily and Marshall weren't in the picture, right? Really? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, regardless, the point stands. He never actually loses. He only hypothetically loses. Right. Right. We're good. And also, I think we all know that Lily was like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Lily might have been coloring that ga- that that scenario in order to make Marshall not be a fan, and she knows her husband. Uh, and yeah. losing <laughs> a game <laughs> would be just a thema to him. Anyway, so do we ever see the game of Marsh Gammon again? I think this is the only episode they play. I'm it. pretty sure this is it. But it does establish Marshall's love of games. And also, Marsh Gammon is basically a ploy to check up on Ted's new girlfriend, Victoria. Like, of course. Right. I guess I don't really understand this because obviously, Ted, like, Lily and Marshall have met Victoria. You know, from the times she was locked in his apartment, screwing. Um, <laughs> in the beginning of the last episode, she was in the apartment for a full 48 hours. That's true. And they were not having sex in that No, time. they were not. <laughs> But yes, this is the first, like, official meet-the-girlfriend meeting. Right. It's the first she's a, she's a part of the... She's hanging out with the group. And Lily and Ted really live up to Ted's description as the parents I never wanted and moved to New York to get away from. <laughs> that was such a good line. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forget how good some of the writing was in season one. Because some of the episodes were so bad. I mean, and really, they weren't that bad. No, they weren't. We just got spoiled, like, a season later. Yes, we definitely get spoiled by season two. But this is, like, solid sitcom writing. And they're clearly, like, thinking... Like, they're thinking about the long game, which is impressive. This episode has a really... I don't want to say inventive, but, like, no. It has an inventive flashback structure. There's three levels of flashback here, because you have the present where they're playing the game. Mm -hmm. Like, the humiliating stories that happen intermediately and then like you have barney's whole story right so there are seeds but like they execute better later which is great like you're like you're supposed to improve as artists as you make more art or something like that <sighs> something like that i don't know i just assume that i never improve has our sitcom has our podcast gotten better i kind of don't think so <laughs> it's hard to improve on greatness <sighs> this is why we're friends how many listeners did i just cost us so many <laughs> This guys, is why we're friends. Listening. <laughs> so, Lily, devious bitch that she is, has a tape <laughs> that Barney does not want anyone to see. She even has a decoy tape because Lily is a fucking genius. <laughs> and Ted has a VCR. It was 2006. We had VCRs then. Ted had a home video of his college graduation. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he kept it with him. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things where, like, you don't take it to college, but when you go home, your parents are like, you need to get this shit out of my basement. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. So, like, that's the shit that you get stuck with. Although my parents have not managed to pawn my varsity jacket off on me yet. I think they feel bad about the storage situation in my apartment. If I ever get a bigger apartment or I get a house or something, I'm going to get stuck with all that crap. Yeah, probably. Uh, I have one, two, three. I have four boxes at my father's. Mm-hmm. That I will be expected to take someday, but... That is not this day. Yeah. He lives in a house by himself. Yeah. I live in He's a one-bedroom apartment with my wife and all of yep. our hoarder's tendencies. Yep. Mostly my equipment. So... <laughs> Where were we? The tape. Right! <laughs> Lily uses high school, high school graduation as a decoy... To actually show Barney's deepest secret, which is, dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. he was a total hippie nerd. <laughs> Love it. 
Yeah. It's like the sappiest thing that ever happened in the universe. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it. No, I feel bad for Barney. You feel bad for Barney? I do feel bad for Barney. Okay. Yeah, this is this is a very sympathetic story. With an unsympathetic ending. Right. So Barney, in order to dole out pieces of the story, convinces everyone to tell him their most embarrassing stories in a very Barney-like ploy. He games all of them and it's great. It's the best. So story number one, Marshall gets caught in a bathroom with his pants down by a kindergartner, by a whole class of kindergartners. I feel like this is not that embarrassing for Marshall, considering he would eventually be Beercules. Right. Or had already been Beercules. And would eventually return to being Beercules. He will re-return to Beercules. Yes. He'll what now? He will re-return to Beercules. We said the thing! We said it. It's like when you're watching a movie and they say the title. So Marshall's funny about story. Yay or nay? <laughs> As, yay or nay embarrassing? Yeah. N- nay. Okay. A bunch of kids. No one cares. Number two. Robin actually doesn't tell a story. She tries to tell the story about getting or falling in horse shit. Sure, poopy. Yes. <laughs> sure, poopy story. <laughs> um, but her whole thing is that she hates Victoria. Right. How much do we buy that she hates Victoria? I mean, she clearly hates Victoria. Mm-hmm. But it, it gets worse in other episodes. Yeah, it's pretty tame in this episode. Yeah. It's going to get worse next week. I think next week we're talking about Cupcake. It's going to get a lot worse. Yeah, when she's just just insulting her. Yeah, just like to her face, dragging the bitch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, she's, she's hating on Victoria, but it's more just like a subtle jealous hatred right now. Yeah. Like Lily obviously knows, like, she just like picks on the, up on that immediately. Right. And Robin's kind of doing the, yeah, she's great. She's so great. Which is kind of the dead giveaway. Lily is right about that. That's the dead giveaway. Like I said, great too many times. That's when you know something fucking sucks. Yep. And again, clearly they had not written in Robin Sparkles because... Giddy, falling in horse poop is not the worst thing that has ever happened to Robin. No, it's not. Not by a long shot. Victoria. Victoria's story. It involves a game of truth or dare, a squeeze bottle of marshmallow ice cream topping, and the hot tub at her grandparents' retirement community. I think we all can fill in the blanks. But I still want to hear her say it. I know. And while I think it's smart that they let people fill in the blanks instead of telling the story... That's the line, Ted. Right. Help me remember the dirty joke several seasons later. The one that made Lily leave for a few episodes. Did, I mean, I remember the joke. I remember what the joke was. Yes. And I know the punchline. But did Ted tell his kids that? Or did he say that he didn't remember what the joke was or the punchline was? No, we, I don't remember what he said, but we hear the setup. And then we See Barney. See Barney say the punchline, but we do not hear it. Right. And I'm. I had to look it up on the internet. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do not lip read. And <laughs> I had not heard that joke before. I like that joke. <laughs> but I feel like it takes a special kind of inflection, a special kind of uh, delivery. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a big fan of the aristocrats. Yes. Did you you watch the the movie right? Oh yeah, of course. The documentary. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that in college. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've also 
I have also told that uh, a party before. <laughs> How'd that go? Pretty well. I mean, mo- most people had... So I was the storyteller in, in college, mm-hmm. like in our group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And most of us had, had actually watched that documentary together. Mm-hmm. So we all knew what was coming. But I was still the one that told stories. And they, they let me run with it. I feel like we just need to tell the joke. Do we? No, you're right, we don't. No, we don't. Because that's the line. Yeah. This whole thing is like Ted telling inappropriate stories to his children. Mm-hmm. Like, so many inappropriate stories. And he won't tell this one. I am pretty sure he tells a story about a hot tub and a naked girl and a bottle of tequila and also, like, breaking an entering. You mean the episode with, uh, was it Mandy Moore? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so he tells, like, lots of terrible stories, but, like, this is the story. I mean, it's better... It's funnier because we can, like, fill it in with our imaginations and make it as gross as we want, but... But it's not the right setup for not telling it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I just, I just question Ted's parenting constantly. I mean, his parenting is questionable, so... Deeply questionable. I mean, I know Tracy died, but, like, come on, man. Yeah. You think he'd learned something from her during that time? I don't think he did. No. What about Lily? Um, I'm pretty sure Lily's kids were running around swearing, like, for their first words. Because she, like, did a good show of trying to not teach him that shit. She's Lily. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, Victoria clearly had a very fun time in college. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little about Marshall and Lily. Okay. So, I think this is technically Lily's story. But this is actually, like, Marshall tells the story. I feel like it's cheating. Yeah. And is this the one where... They said this story was embarrassing for both of us. Yes. To get a big part of Barney's story, right? Right. Which was a big part, but it was everything except that last sliver, which is yep. all anyone cared about. So, yeah. Right. Marshall and Lily's story. Lily's story. Okay. So, Lily and Marshall had sex on a an afghan that Marshall's mom made after ins- Lily insulted her cookies... With Marshall's mom listening on the phone. Before we get to the big question with this, mm-hmm. here's something I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, how do you not hang up at the end of a phone call? Um. Um. It, it happens all the time. On TV. If Allie and I are talking, she will frequently not hang up at the end of a call. That sounds like Allie. She'll just set her phone down. And if I'm calling her in the car, like I've got my phone plugged into the mm-hmm. stereo and I'm just using Siri to call her, my phone is off and like sitting in the dash. So I have to reach down and pick up my phone to hang up on her. So these are like old ass phones though. And somehow both Lily and Marshall's mom did not push the button. Yeah. And also like once you realize what's happening, Marshall's mom, why do you not just hang mm-hmm. up, holy shit, oh god? Right. Why do you keep listening to your child having sex? I don't know. I don't know. I. That's what she was listening to. Mm-hmm. How? Why? Yeah. I am totally befuddled I f- by I this. I feel like this is, uh, I feel like this is Marshall's mom's embarrassing story more than anything. Yeah. So I understand why Marshall especially is super embarrassed. Like super embarrassed. Yeah. But I do think that Marshall's mom should have just hung up the phone and then never mentioned it ever again. Yeah. Because here's the thing. In my family, 
my family would have ripped me a new one like until death. Like there is nothing I can live down in my family. Mm-hmm. And I love them. <laughs> we are a family of mean people who like to make fun of each other. Marshall's family likes to beat up each other, but they don't really make fun of each other in that way. No, they actually seem to be very polite people yes. with a lot of aggression. Yes. Um, and like Marshall's brothers make fun of him, make fun of him because he's the littlest, but that's like very sibling related. It's not like I know everything about you and I'm going to rip you a new one in front of everyone you've ever known. <laughs> like Right. Yeah, no. Which is what my family does. <laughs> it's great. Um, I feel like Marshall's mom would give him a very stern lecture about, I don't know, sex before marriage. Yeah. And then Marshall would die of embarrassment. And then we would have... <laughs> I don't know. This is also something that I think honestly only happens in sitcoms. Like, I know people butt dial, but like you never butt dial when something important is happening right two people did not hang up with the phone it's super weird yeah there there's way too much going on here final story the re-return the (laughs) re-return i'm clapping i'm excited about this i'm so excited that was me clapping yay so finally barney Gets what he wants. There is a version of the story where Barney set up this whole thing just so that he could get Ted to tell Robin and Victoria this story. Because Barney is like my family. He holds on to information and then we'll use it for maximum impact later. He's smart. Yeah. He's smart. Diabolical is the word you're looking for. Yeah. And that's okay. It's great. (laughs) So it turns out in the pilot the night that Ted told Robin that he loves her like an idiot. Wah, wah. (laughs) What a moron. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) You know, after the end of the episode, when everyone's in the bar drinking, it, you know, it dwindles down to him and Barney and Ranjit. Right. And they get just like super wasted, like just so wasted. And Ted decides that he's going to go and kiss Robin. (laughs) He's going to go make this happen. And of course, they drive out to Brooklyn in Ranjit's cab. And he throws up on her custom Sherbatsky doormat. Wow. Ouch. This is the story we named our podcast after. What were we thinking? Um, That it was an amazing name. It is. It really is. It's an amazing name and it's an amazing story and we regret nothing. Welcome to the re-return. At thereturn.com. Anyway, where were we? Why do you think Barney was so fucking insistent on this? He's not really for honesty in relationships. I mean, is he just in it to embarrass the shit out of Ted? Or is there, like, a deeper meaning to this? Okay, so we got a couple things that could be going on here. Okay, hit me. Barney could just be fucking with Ted. Right. It, it's very possible. Definitely a possibility. We have seen it. Multiple times. When he is, and we've seen him do it to Ted in relationships, like in the clutch. Mm-hmm. He did it to Stella mm-hmm. during 10 sessions. Yes, he did. Uh, with the, uh, when he made him grow the mustache to win the bet. That Ted bet him <laughs> that he, he bet Ted that he could get him to grow a mustache. Oh my god. Yeah, that was awesome. So we have seen Ted do, or Barney do this, you know, f- for the lulls. We've seen him do it just to be a dick. Troll master. Yes. That said, to go along with that, last week in Zip Zip Zip, you put out the idea that, uh, 
Barney could be a good fit for Robin. That, you know, maybe he was hitting on her toward the end of the episode. Maybe he realizes mm-hmm. that, you know, they could be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was trying to, you know, fuck things up for Ted with Robin. Mm-hmm. Either way, I think he was trying to fuck things up for Ted. Yes. Maybe? I mean, here's the other thing. He could also be like, as much as he wants to hook up with Robin, he could also be doing Robin a solid. By And trying to break up Ted and Victoria. Yep, that's also... Yep, that's also a possibility. I mean, I mean, the other thing is, it couldn't be... Like, he could be doing both of them a solid. It could, it could be either uh, Robin or Ted he's doing a solid for. Right. Like, he sees the endgame and knows what's up. I mean... That would involve having a lot of foresight, which Barney is not always known for. True. But short term, he knows this story. He knows it'll have an effect on Ted and Victoria's relationship. Right. I mean, the the only possibility that I do not see is Barney making Ted tell Victoria this story to, like benefit his relationship with Victoria like as an honesty thing or like a she's gonna find out anyway thing right yeah no there is no way that this was that's not the motivation yeah it it was not altruistic in in favor in that sense yeah um because why would he yeah um the most generous interpretation is that he he ships Ted and Robin and wants them to be together and happy. The other interpretations are probably more valid. <laughs> <laughs> or at least equally as valid, but probably more right. valid. Because let's be honest, he's probably just doing it for the lulz. Probably. Okay. Are you ready to talk about Barney's origin yes. story? I am so ready for this. okay so we discover in this episode that after college Barney was basically a hippie nerd oh my god who was headed for the peace corps with his girlfriend shannon who dumped him for a finance bro i'm I'm going with finance bro yeah that sounds right broke it broke barney's heart and barney in retail that in in response becomes the Barney we know and love. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this, this is a storyline picked for maximum contrast to our current incarnation of Barney. Yeah. I feel like 180 doesn't incorporate it. It's like a... It's like a tornado of difference. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, this is this is the real version of the story he told the bridesmaid in Drumroll, please. Right. He... Which we've seen... is so funny. Yeah. We've seen him use Ted's embarrassing stories... Yes. ...as his own for sympathy. Mm-hmm. Have we seen that already, or is that something we will oh, see? Oh, sorry. That's something we will see. Yes, we will see, because he will use the... I got dumped by my fiancé at the altar more than right. once. Right. And the Ted Mosby. There's two versions. There's the Ted and there's there's the... No, what is it? The Ted? The Ted Mosby is saying I love you on the first date to ditch a girl. And then the Mosby is telling 
women you just got dumped at the altar to get laid. That's right. That or, sounds right. Or do I have that mixed up? It's either that or like there's two of them backwards. Yes, it's one or the other. We have this, in but it's both order. of those, and and they have those names. Yes. They may be mixed up or they may be correct. <laughs> I just wonder if we should be paying more attention to Barney's plays or like the stories he tells women and see if they match up to pieces of his biography as they are revealed. Because this is like, Ooh. obviously, like it was so obviously foreshadowing. Like once I saw Drumroll Please again, I was like, oh. That, yeah, that's a good idea. We should be watching for that. This is also the start of a supposed series-long revenge plot that is dropped until season nine. Like, so in season nine, Barney gets his revenge on this this finance bro who took Shannon. Yes. Basically by being his underling for, what, ten years? <laughs> it's, it's longer than that. Fifteen years. Getting a bunch of, of evidence and turning against him and getting him raided by the right. feds. One of those callbacks for the sake of callbacks, this is the one time it's mentioned, and then it's not mentioned until season nine. Right. and <laughs> Like many yeah. things in and, season and nine. And some of these, like some of the callbacks, you can tell they had an idea to use it the whole time. Mm -hmm. This one feels like something they made up at the end. Yeah, it's totally shoehorned yeah. at the end. It works. I, I, it works, it's yeah. fine. But like... It colors Barney's motivation here. Yeah. If you believe that he got this job to get revenge for this, it makes his emotional reactions in this story less true. Yeah. And that's a problematic part of retconning things later. Plus, it, if Barney did that just for revenge, where, where does the rest of this personality come from? Right. Changing everything about you... <laughs> I feel like that generally comes out of severe emotional trauma. Yeah. And really, he just got dumped. So he was pretty emotionally unstable to begin with. But that feels consistent. That, that does. That seems to make sense. Oh, my God. Can we talk about his songs? I don't really have a lot to say about them, except they're hilarious. About what? The songs he sings on the video. Oh, right like he's basically he's like doing a meatloaf song oh or something oh my god it's so bad i mean they weren't gonna be good it's no fun if the songs are good <laughs> right but we know barney's a talented musician too we see that elsewhere we do? yeah where do we see that first of all it's neil patrick harris well yeah we know we can we know he can sing yes we do and if if nothing else we see him during um we're not gonna talk about nothing suits me like a suit we're, we're gonna ignore that for right now um mm -hmm. but we see him doing karaoke uh during uh life among the gorillas that's not bad but you know most people can pull off karaoke without being total dicks true but we also that's see him play piano during brunch with ted's parents oh that's right when uh ted and robin are dating i just think about him singing in auto-tune with his oh, brother yeah can we go camping? <laughs> Can we go camping? Hey, that's in our opening, isn't it? It is in our opening. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So anyway, that song's terrible. The The song that he did is uh -huh. terrible. It's so funny. <laughs> it's... I mean, talk talk about bad, like, high school literary magazine bad. <laughs> <laughs> you need to find that poem. Oh, my God. 
So do you want to hear the uh, Converse story that goes with this? Yes. So I'm a composer. I'm barely a composer. I'm an arranger, but occasionally I write things. I am not a lyricist. I have on my bookshelf at the moment, like three books of sheet music (laughs) with a bunch of what turned out to be terrible (laughs) song lyrics. I wrote a song once for a high school presentation that I thought was Mm -hmm. good that turned out to be awful. So we had the poem that I wrote to be terrible that turned out to be, I mean, it was still terrible, but no one else (laughs) got the joke. Uh, Then there was the song that I wrote. uh, It was supposed to be a like Vietnam protest style song about Bertrand Russell. What? Bertrand Russell, the the guy that came up with the peace sign. Oh, yeah, Yeah. sure. That guy. I knew Uh, that. It was totally terrible. Oh, my God. It was terrible. I'm sure it was. I played acoustic guitar and sang it for my class. Oh, no. And that's when I decided (laughs) not to be on stage for things and instead play the music in the background. Hooray! Except I still didn't really learn that lesson for quite a while. Yeah, it takes some yeah. time. Anyway. Just remember, yeah. never do things. Never. Don't put yourself out there, yep. kids. Unless you're already getting paid for it. So, mm-hmm. Barney, bad, bad at that. But but we get pieces of his story, and right. we, we finally get his story. Except, well, okay, we'll get to the end of Barney's story in a, in a second. So... Yeah, I, I see you've got a note in here about the uh, Barney's hippie to awesome yes. transformation. He even kind of looks like Hayden Christensen bit. in the uh, yeah uh, in the hippie days. A little bit. I mean, obviously, all blonde white men kind of look like like duh. Right. They obviously picked this persona for maximum impact when you do the transformation. Which, um, it's not completely shot for shot, but we'll drop this in the show notes. They definitely were referencing the Anakin to Vader transformation scene in Star Wars Episode 3. Oh, absolutely. Like, they even kind of, like, they couldn't actually get the rights to the music, but, like, they're kind of playing Darth Vader-y music. And, like... Yeah. They yeah, do it's, the thing it's a where little sinister. Yeah, it's sinister, and like they do the thing where he's on the platform, and then they raise him up, and it's a very obvious bl- reference. And it would have been in the, more timely in, the barber in chair. 2006. It's so great. Because people don't like Star Wars anymore. Ask yep. my boyfriend. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> do you think that Darth Vader is the right analogy here? I feel like it's a little overplayed. But it was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Barney is actually evil, so... Um, please refer to my uh, next point of talking point. Okay. Well, you can make that point then. <laughs> so my next talk- talking point is we probably need to talk about how Barney is committing a series of sex crimes <laughs> by filming these women without their consent. <laughs> I really should not be laughing about this. I don't think you were laughing about that. No. <laughs> That would be awful if you were laughing about that. It would be. You watched Coupling, right? No. What's that? It is a British sitcom. Oh, well, that's why I didn't watch it. Oh, well, it's on Netflix. British shows are weird. They are, but they're very short, much to Abed's terrible, terrible shock. Yeah. So Coupling was a British sitcom, and on Coupling, 
there was a rather Barney-like character-ish, you know, British. So not, <laughs> but there's an episode called Patrick's Cupboard of Love. Oh my God. And it's basically filled with sex tapes that he made with all the women he slept with. Oh my God. I don't remember if they imply that it's non-consensual. Here's the thing about Barney. He does it a few times in the series and he always lies about the camera being on. Yeah. I, I've said before on the podcast that I think in general, most of the women know what they're getting into with Barney, but like, that's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty bad. Like super bad, like absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference between knowing what you're getting into mm -hmm. and like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I've said, like, there's really no redeeming Barney. Right. Like, we like Barney, kind of. <laughs> but like, the mid-2000s were a different time. Looking back, I mean, you can go back even further mm -hmm. in television history, and it gets worse and worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, our you discourse know, and, is so different now. Right. I mean, you look back at, like, All in the Family, and 40 years later, we, we know that that wasn't, you know, we just know that that's not okay. Um, yeah. But Here's the thing about All in the Family, and you probably already know this. Um, yeah. Archie Bunker was supposed to be, like, a horrific... Oh. Yeah, character he was supposed that to be people a... hated. Right, and unfortunately, but people loved him. Right, much like things that we're seeing now. Right. Instead of seeing the awful caricature for what it is, you you merely give people something to identify with. Right. Uh, and that that was what ended up being the issue with Archie Bunker. And to a certain extent, I do think that is kind of an issue with Barney. Yes. Like I don't think the the show meant to say you this know this is I, I mean so are we just trying to avoid using the term rape culture no okay i mean i think there's parallels between a character like archie bunker and a character like barney we're supposed to see that this is not okay right but also like barney is the joke machine of the show he he is a character that's designed to be flexible enough that he can literally do anything to make people laugh right what, was that the right choice? I don't know. Because really, it's not funny that he's, like, filming these girls. Right. And no one ever says, hey, don't do that. They just say, ooh, gross. Yeah. Y you get the other characters joking about Barney being gross. Yeah, let's punch Barney in the face. I mean, um, he deserves it. They're not right. wrong. They're just, like, not quite right about the right things. Yeah. It's not that it's excusing it, but it's it's not treating it appropriately gross. Right. It's just when they acknowledge it, they acknowledge it and move on. Yeah, because this is not criminal. This is a sex crime. There's a difference. Right. Like this, or like this is not gross. This is a crime. Right. Okay. There. I was wondering what point you were trying to make. Yes. No. Like, this is not um, gross. This is a crime. Like, right. there's a difference. This is not okay. And that is our PSA about Barney this week. We will have many of them in the future. Yes, we will. Because we haven't gotten to the episode where he admits to selling a woman. Uh, which, oddly enough, happens during what's supposed to be a redeeming moment for him. Yeah. Weird how the show keeps treating that. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get mm -hmm. there. I mean, obviously, we're going to come back to Barney's origin story as a hippie nerd. Like, it kind of becomes... A signifier of a certain period of time in the, ep in, 
in the series. Yeah. It, it um, keeps coming up. It's yeah. not going away. And there's more space between Barney's breakup and his transformation than this episode implies. Like, it was not an immediate transformation. Like, he definitely had to go lose his virginity to What's-Her-Face from Long Island Boulevard. <laughs> Rhonda? Was that Rhonda! <laughs> yeah. From Staten Island Boulevard. He's from Staten Island. And, like, there's a few other flashbacks that we see, like, during this time in between breakup and transformation. Right. Anything else you have to say about Barney's origin story? Other than it's generally amazing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he played everyone. Yeah. Yeah, we get the embarrassing part of his story, mm -hmm. but it's all an excuse to tell us, you know, that he banged Shannon. Well, here's the thing. He wouldn't have gone and banged Shannon if, if Lily hadn't found the tape. Right. So he comes up with this plan real quick. Yeah. And also, as he points out, in a rather clue-like moment, he now has dirt on all of his friends. Yes. Except Robin. So the hippie tape was a red herring? It might have been. It wasn't a red herring like communism. <laughs> it was no communism, as they say. I mean, he turned this on a dime. He did. Which he does quite frequently. And I appreciate that about him as a character. <laughs> I think that is wherein lies the genius of Barney. Mm -hmm. He's a great character, but a terrible person. Yeah. Obviously, we like terrible people yeah. to be characters. Um, I'm a big fan of terrible people as as television characters. Yep. Makes me feel better about myself. And the show Terrible People. Yeah. I mean, yeah. terrible people are interesting. Good people suck. Or horrible people? What was that show called? I mean, there's You're the Worst. Difficult People is Difficult the name of the show. There we go. Thank you. So... What else do we have to say about this lovely episode, which is, which contains our namesake, The Re-Return. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't call this episode The Re-Return. Game Night? Ugh. I don't know. I like, I like Game Night. It, I mean, it tells you exactly what it wants you to know about this episode. I want to see more Marsh Gammon. A little bit. Like, the rules would be nice. I kind of wish they had made it into, like, a true American, where, like, they play it constantly. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. But no, I, I don't think there's, I don't think I really have anything to add. Yeah, obviously this was a really fun episode. Embarrassing stories are always great. But no real, uh, again, no character growth. I guess we don't see Barney's character, like, we don't see character growth more moving forward, but we do see it, like, retroactively. Going from a good person to a terrible person is a character arc that we are probably both on. Yeah, yeah, we're not good people, are we? All right, on to the Tedometer. Yes. How do you feel about Ted? Scale one to ten. God, I don't know. I really don't. Ted didn't really like. Barney's the douche that made him tell the re-return story, but is that even really that bad? As a person who has vomited all over your apartment, I'm inclined to say no. <laughs> See, and I, I'm. But that's like strictly self-preservation. Um. Okay. 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 Before can, we give a number, can I? Can I hint? I have a question for you. Yes. Like, is it bad that Ted has not revealed his former feelings for Robin to Victoria? I can't tell if this is bad or not. Like, I have no mm. fucking idea if this is a good or bad thing. Hmm. Like, it kind of seems irrelevant because he's not actively pursuing Robin and. He's into Victoria, like he seems 100% in. So, hey, I asked my friend out on a few dates. 
at, at some point in the past seems kind of irrelevant moving forward with Victoria. Obviously it won't be, but at this point there is an argument that, that Ted is not doing anything wrong by not telling her the story. Right. But also, in the scheme, you know, in the, like, timeline of this show, he was hitting on Robin not that long ago. I mean, he hit, he was bringing Robin as a date to the wedding where he met Victoria. Right. I have said my piece about that, and I will refrain from saying it again. Okay. You and I have a similar dilemma. Yes. Also, you know, the, the dilemma being that this is not an episode about Ted. Right. His line about Marshall and Lily was pretty cute. He does see straight through the game, but he also, I feel like, doesn't do enough to protect Victoria from it, even though she's pretty game. Marshall is actively targeting her, and he doesn't stand up for her enough. True. Do you think? I can see the argument. Yes. Maybe Ted, I mean, they've been dating for over a month at this point. Yes. Maybe Ted realizes that she can hold her own in the group. Yep. Maybe it's a conscious decision on his part to um, let her. Possibly. I'd like to believe that. Okay. And I'm going to give him an eight. Okay. You got to give your reasoning for whatever you pick. I feel like five is both neutral and also a bad score. <laughs> yeah, because there's actual, like, shitty bad Ted. Yeah. We, we've both scored him below a two before. Yeah, that was in Return of the Shirt. Yeah. You scored him a two, I gave him a zero. Yeah. In Matchmaker, you gave him a three and I gave him a one. Yep. Purple Giraffe, I gave him a three, you gave him a four. So he's had some pretty... Oh. In The Wedding, we both gave him threes because he was actively hurting Robin. Right. I guess the question is, is a five neutral or is a five bad? Oh. Okay. So the other time I gave him a five was in Drumroll, Please. And now I'm trying to remember how I felt about Ted in that episode. I think I felt that he was obnoxious. Um, I am going to give Ted a six. Okay. I feel like it's not a bad grade. Like we're on, uh, like we're above the curve. Okay. But since I don't feel super strongly that he did anything good in this episode, I mean, he had like one or two good lines. He did tell the re-return story. Okay, I'm giving him a seven. <laughs> okay. Because I liked the re-return story. And he did own up to it. He owned up to it. Like, he made amends. He made he got her a new Shabrotsky doormat. Okay, I feel pretty good about that. I think that's it for this episode. <laughs> I, th I think so. Yes. Please come check us out at thereReturn.com or at thereReturn on Twitter. Let us know what you think of this episode. Also, let us know what story would you have told Barney to get another piece of his origin story? Yes. Please tell us your embarrassing stories and make sure that you give us identifying information so we can use it against you. Yes. Or don't. Or don't. Just tell us your stories. Or make it up. We don't care. Well, we do. We care about all of our listeners. Fake stories are even better because we will never verify any of this information. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Next week, or I guess I should say in two weeks, we will be back with, I want to say cupcake. I think so. Wherein Victoria gets a very important dessert scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. It is hard to say that without sounding sarcastic. <laughs> We're going to have some fun because Robin really shows her colors in that episode. 
Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Aaron. And I'm Lear. All right. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.